Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Finance and Accounting Show. And today I have a great guest on because I've seen this guest on LinkedIn. And if you've seen some of his content, what you probably have picked up on is how he's bringing humor to accounting. Now, he also published a, it was an article that I saw on his page about why I love accounting. And I think that it's interesting for us to jump into that topic and we'll ask him about some of his latest jokes when it comes to accounting. So stay tuned for today's episode. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Lucas Sundahl. Welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely a pleasure. I mean, you're no stranger to you know, being on camera or creating content on LinkedIn. And, and I know that, like I said, there's a lot of great stuff that you've done there. And even in your profile, you talk about, you know, just how you love accounting. And then not only just accounting, but the analytics. So I definitely want to talk about that. Before we do, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I think my background is unique. In fact, that I started off in college. Um, I earned a kinesiology degree, worked as a personal trainer for a while. And then from there, uh, I enjoyed that, but knew long-term, the hours, it was not for me. So from there, I got a job at an investment company and just started like slowly migrating over to like the business side. And then from there, I'm back and got an MBA in finance. And then as I was looking for jobs, a lot of them were indicated they wanted a undergrad degree in accounting or finance. And so then from there, I went back and got an undergrad degree. Something about, you know, physical fitness that attracted you to that originally? Yeah. So I, I always enjoyed working out. And in addition to that, I like, there's some people that um, in my fraternity in college that uh, we go to the gym together and I enjoyed helping others, uh, just even my friend network, like with some workout ideas, that type of thing, nothing too formal at that point, but just something I enjoyed, um, not only like exercising, but just learning about the body and then how it responds to exercise. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, do you still do any of that now or are you, you solely focused on, you know, your fiscal fitness? Yeah. So, um, I work out in the mornings. I have like a gym membership close to the house. So I, I still do that frequently, but in terms of like training anyone, um, I haven't done that for a while. Um, a few years ago, I was training some like family members just kind of here and there, but I haven't really done anything formal with personal training for a number of years. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now th this is an, an, I guess you say a off topic, um, question. Um, but, I guess since your background is in fitness, I, I wonder like when you go to the gym and you see other people doing stuff and you see they have wrong form, does it like, does something go off in the back of your mind? Uh, like, oh, yeah. should I say something? <laughs> so I guess that is a very good question. So I still struggle with that. Um, sometimes like usually in the mornings, there's at least like one or two other trainers in the like free weight area. So sometimes I'm like, maybe they'll, uh, I'll let them address it or whatnot, but the one that always makes me cringe is when they do a lap pull down and the bar goes behind their head 
And so, um, yeah, but I try not to say anything just because I don't want to interrupt them and I'll let the other trainers uh, step in if need be. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so now going over to, you know, kind of your physical journey, I mean, I think it's interesting that you, you brought up about, you know, as you kind of travel down professionally, one of the things that you kind of started to realize is like, hey, that some of those positions asked about an accounting background. So, you know, from your perspective, were you disappointed when you started finding that out or were you like, okay, all right, that makes sense? It was a combination. So obviously I, I just gone through like my undergrad degree and then got an MBA. Um, so I was like a little frustrated, but at the same time I understood because with professions like accounting and like law, and medical, like medical, especially for surgeries and that type of thing. But even with accounting, you you still need to have a good amount of education to be, um, especially if you move on to audit or tax or whatnot. But you still have to have that depth of uh, education and whatnot to help you grow professionally. So I was a little frustrated, but I understood because having that background helps you um, as you grow. Like you take that basic knowledge and then you just learn to grow um, and start using the information to, um, I guess, network with other executives and you start um, becoming more of like a, a peer and you start getting involved with strategy. So taking the basic accounting is important because from there you can grow and offer more at the table. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm curious about your, your perspective on this. I know I had a friend um when that worked at general electric um at the time and his background was an undergrad he studied finance and he got an mba um but then there were some parts of his job and his career where he had to wrap his mind around some of the technical accounting stuff and some of the questions that he asked me and i was like hmm, i'm surprised that they didn't cover some of that stuff in like when they got the mba and stuff like that so you know did you find that some of the things that you you know, you started learning when you went back to kind of, you know, learn the basis of accounting. Did you find that some of that was kind of sprinkled into your other, you know, kind of curriculums or was it kind of a new world of looking at business? It was, an, it was a new world in a way um, with the accounting, especially there was more of a focus on um, like, like, generally accepted accounting principles and the, the frameworks and the reasons like why things are done a certain way. So the MBA was great for, for like the higher level view of not only just accounting and finance, but working as a business partner with HR and IT. Um, so they undergrad degree in accounting helped from the technical perspective. And then the MBA was great to kind of wrap it all up in a, in a package that would help you like once you get to a higher level whether it be in finance or accounting to kind of obviously know the technical aspects of accounting, but you'll be able to work with other people and take that accounting information and use it to make decisions. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, with, with quite the, you know, that is a, a, a uncommon background for a lot of people that, you know, that, that, that are in accounting is a lot of them tend to, Hey, accounting is kind of the, the route that they went and they went kind of the traditional, you know, work for a larger accounting firm and got their CPA and then just kind of continued on the path. Um, now for yourself is, do you find that, you know, your path 
do you feel like it helped you understand the business side of you know an organization um going the non-traditional route you went yeah i think it did so even when i was initially looking at going back to school from an mba a lot of the clients i had were like executives um doctors and so they had like obviously a lot of business connections and business knowledge and acumen so even as i was like planning my mba enrollment in that process i was able to glean a lot of information from their perspective and so while i didn't have any formal accounting or finance training at that point i still started to understand like the business world um, from owner's perspective and what to look for and so i had a good um a good mentor network going into it gotcha you know i think that's something that definitely stands out because you know my background i yeah, i studied you know i had a general business degree in undergrad and I went to grad school, got a master's in accounting and worked for for a big four firm and did audit for a couple of years. And one of the things that I find with a lot of my peers who did that similar thing is they tend to struggle when it comes to the business acumen. Um, so it, it sounds like, like I said, you had a, a great network to tap into to help you overcome that hurdle that so many of us face. Now, when it came down to, you know, the analytics enthusiasts, kind of where did that start to play in for you? Oh, so for me, I've always enjoyed, um, like, I was like accounting, but in addition to that, like when I was going through um, coursework and seeing other things on like LinkedIn or whatnot, I always enjoyed seeing like the data visualization and taking like the accounting data and making it meaningful, like from a visual perspective. And not only like just visually presenting the data, but then talking through that said data. So um, that's, and I like working in Excel. I'm always trying to find ways to work more efficiently in any software I use or if it's Excel. And so um, like the analytics piece just kind of caught my eye as a way to be a bit like contribute more. So I could obviously do the accounting perspective, but then I can also help um, when it came time to presentations to management executives, preparing the data initially, and then even as I've grown some in my career, uh, taking that data and actually talking through it and then helping make decisions for the business. Awesome. You know, one of the things that I'm, I'm curious from, from your perspective is because this comes up a lot with people who have accounting and finance backgrounds, like during the time of your, your, your studies of whether it was your MBA or whether it was you know, going back to, you know, grasping the basic concepts of accounting. At any point, did anyone inform you how much you would be working in Excel? Uh, no, not really. Um, <laughs> I knew, like, I knew I'd use it pretty frequently, but I didn't know I'd use it to this level. I think a lot of times, like, um, you see accountants and you're like, oh, okay, like they use an ERP system. And then you get into the ERP system, you go through the training. But even with like expensive ERP systems, because I've worked with like Oracle, SAP, N4 uh, product, even with all that ERP system and data and Microsoft Nav, you still a lot of, so many times you dump it into Excel and to slice and dice the data. I mean, so yeah, I did not expect to be in Excel this much, but at the same time, having been in Excel, I love it. I like not only for myself learning to become more efficient at it, 
but I've also been like able to help the coworkers and stuff. So if there's anything I can do to help my team, uh, coworkers, like with formulas or anything to um, make them more efficient, I'm happy to help. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I find it to be the, the same as a lot of people say is like, you know, they didn't expect it, but they do so much in Excel to where I've even asked myself, like, you know, I wonder if like, I don't know if you've ever seen like some of those TV shows where they usually do like an episode of like, what if, what if I was never born or what if this never happens and they play it out? It's like, I wonder what our profession would look like if Excel never came into the picture. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that'd be crazy to think about, um, like, no Excel. I feel like there'd be some other software that came along eventually from, like, the actual ledgers. But I just, yeah, I can't imagine uh, what it would be like without, like, a true spreadsheet, whether it's Excel or Google Sheets. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, do you find that um, you do any analysis in Google Sheets and just kind of, like, how often are you, you working Google Sheets versus you know, the Microsoft Excel. Um, so like Google Sheets, I, I feel like is, uh, I haven't used it a ton. There's a couple like, um, like volunteer organizations that I've worked with that uses Google Sheets. So the functionality is pretty similar. So I've gotten decent at it, but overall, like my main experience and comfort level is definitely with Excel. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it was one of those things that I was telling people that I think, um, because they were asking, like, what's the difference between Google Sheets and Excel? And I was like, you know, Google Sheets, the features are not as plentiful. And I was like, the plus is that, you know, it's easier to share data and like to see the same document. So like if one person makes changes on this end to where I was like, you know, if Microsoft Excel can figure that out, then that would be like that would just make it like a, a superpower of a tool. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I agree. So they've made it easier with Office 365 platform, but if they can do a thing where it's even easier to share and be in the workbook at the same time, that, that yeah, that'd be a game changer for the, them in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now when it comes down to, you know, combining, like I said, your, your, your very unique background with, you know, a, your, your finance and your accounting and just getting kind of that business knowledge, um, how has like the combination of all that kind of played out for kind of your career as you went along? So for me, it's been really good, especially um, the last like, two, even three roles that I've been in are smaller companies. Or, I mean, it's still decent in terms of like uh, revenue, but smaller in terms of overall staff. So I feel like with accountants at smaller firms, yes, you do the traditional accounting work, but then you're also tasked with doing budgeting and forecasting. So that's been helpful for me. I've had obviously the accounting um, background, but then I get to combine it with what I've learned, like using the analytics pieces and the finance um, coursework that I've gone through. And that's helped me to not only like do the historical reporting for accounting, make sure things in compliance, but it's allowed me to be help um the other leaders i've worked with with the forecasting process nice nice now when it comes down to you know some of the content and the things that you share on linkedin how did that start to, or i guess creating content or videos or 
the jokes that you created there. Like, how did that start to like come into, you know, your mind or a form as an idea? So it's really interesting. So basically back when the pandemic first started, my wife and I, like I'd heard about Musical.ly and then what became TikTok. And so there was more downtime with things, so many things shut down. So we like, obviously we did other things and we have kids and so other activities, but at certain times we'd be like, oh, like TikTok kind of scroll through there. And from there, just like the videos were entertaining. As I consumed more content, I came across people that were doing videos on Excel, um, accounting and finance, uh, like QuickBooks, that type of thing. And so I was like, there's gotta be a fun way to like get involved with content creation and maybe like do a dance or two. And then I also um, had an idea for like um, accounting couture, like just trying to do like t-shirts or that type of thing and combine it to not only have like a content creation um, with TikTok and whatnot, but also have like shirts and stuff. So basically it's just slowly evolved. I got started October of last year with TikTok videos. Um, as I was going through there, I started making some dad jokes where I wanted people to learn about accounting, but make it funny as well. And so my, it's slowly iterated through, I have like accounting to our website. I'm, I post things on Instagram, TikTok, and then share things on LinkedIn. And it's just slowly grown to where like, I still do like some dad jokes on accounting and other videos where I just try and teach accounting in a quick way for non-accounting professionals. So my goal was to make um, accounting so I can reach more people. Obviously, like I'm connected to a lot of accounts on LinkedIn, but I want to reach the general public and make help them understand accounting because it's the language of business. And so it'll make them a better uh, employee somewhere or a better business owner um, if they have to like look at their own books or even a better investor. Like if they see the company they're invested in financials, having a basic understanding of how that all flows. So my my current thing with accounting couture is my tagline now is making accounting fun, educational, and fashionable. Nice, nice. I, I love it. I love it. You know, <laughs> and I think that there's such a big need for it because there's so many people that don't realize how much accounting impacts what they do, whether it's a profession or whether it's a business. And and at least having a basic understanding could be a game changer for them. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, you don't have to be one that's like actually doing journal entries or preparing financial statements, but just having a basic understanding of how everything flows through an income statement, then moves to the balance sheet and vice versa. And then also understanding like a cash flow statement and why it's important to know that because there's a lot of things that show up on an income statement or PL that are non-cash items. So having an understanding of those three statements, just even a basic understanding will make you a better business owner, employee, or investor. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would definitely tell for, for a lot of people who may be considering looking at investments. I mean, and you start looking at publicly traded companies, there are quite a bit of things that show up on the PL that are not cash related. Um, so it's definitely important to understand those. So if people are interested in following some of your content and seeing about what you're sharing, where can they find you online? So I would say the, the place I'm most active and I like to engage with obviously like other accounting and finance professionals and just business professionals in general is LinkedIn. So that's where I'm the most active. Um, 
and enjoy being on that platform, sharing stuff on my personal page and also the accounting couture page that I've created. So uh, that's a great place to check out content that I've created, uh, video content, pictures, and even some articles. Nice, nice. You know, one of the ones that I saw recently was uh, this post here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a shirt I created recently. Uh, yeah, I love that shirt. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I, and I can definitely tell by the reactions. There are quite a few, a few other people who love that shirt <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, one question I love asking every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about your journey and you think about the uniqueness, the ups, the downs and the opportunities, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other accounting and finance professionals? And it could be something you've already said that you want to reiterate, or it could be something completely different. Oh, that's a great question. A couple of pieces. So actually one piece of advice I would share is actually from a post I did today and it was um, just start. So whether that's like you want to start your own content creation, um, whether it's like Instagram, TikTok, whatever, or you want to start like a small, small business or like a side hustle, um, just start. Like with my experience, my accounting couture, it's been an iterative process the whole time. When I first started, my first video was grainy. I'm, I'm not, not that my videos have improved dramatically, um, but just start and get out there. And as you like start to post more, whether it's videos or articles or whatnot, you'll get more and more comfortable. And there's never an ideal time to start a business. It's like the tree adage. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago or right now. So my advice is to just, uh, just start whatever it is. Um, you can learn as you go. Obviously, there's a ton of resources online to utilize, find some mentors that have already kind of done what you want to achieve and reach out to them. You'd be amazed at the number of people, whether it's LinkedIn or other platforms that are willing to help others along their journey. And then another piece of advice I would give um, is just be authentic. So for me, um, like with the dad jokes, uh, from my own dad and now as a dad myself, I've always enjoyed like little humor, things like that, puns, that type of thing. Sometimes they just pop in my head when I'm not even really focused on making any other kind of joke. Um, but when I post that online, um, all the platforms, it's not like some other uh, like character or persona. That's really just me being my authentic self and enjoying talking about whether it's accounting or finance or whatever the post is about. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. If you like what you heard, don't be selfish. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then share this with a friend because you know a business owner that could definitely use this insight. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, and turn on the notification bell so you get all the updates when we release a new episode.